welcome to On The Way, however and wherever you may be listening. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff. We're so glad that you're tuned in today, whether you're listening on the radio or you are listening via your favorite podcast app. Pastor Jeff, it is the end of June. Summer Uh, is in full swing. Aren't you excited, man? I am, but can you believe that it's the end of June? Didn't we just start this year, like last week? Yes, it (laughs) seems like like that. Yeah, yeah, summer is upon us, you know, and uh, we are in in the full full throes of the heat. No doubt and about that. I know that. you're a heat guy. You like the heat. I'm, I do like the heat. I, I'm a little tired though today, Pastor yeah? Jeff. Why is I that? Why is that? What well, it? we just completed a week of vacation Bible school oh, at our yeah. Fincastle campus. Yeah, uh, we're excited to have vacation Bible school the last week in July at our Highlands campus. That's right. Yeah. But Game on, man. You know, hundreds <laughs> of kids, a lot of activity, and oh, I don't yeah. know how I got the job of being. Uh, uh, in charge of the games at Vacation Bible School. I know how you did it. Wow. You are, you're the boss, and you say, I'm doing the games, and that's how you got it. <laughs> I need to work myself out of that job, because that takes Maybe a lot should. of energy. But uh, we're so glad. You might be on the way to work today. You might be on the way home from work. You might even be on the way to church listening hmm. to this live on the radio. And uh, we're so glad you're tuned in today. You know, one of the things, Pastor Jeff, during the summer that some people like to do is uh, when they go on vacation, they just like to take a book with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've got a few books that I've got stacked up. Uh, actually, some books that I've, I read as I was going through grad school hmm. that I had to read so quickly that I've made a list of things. I want to go back and read this book a little slower so I can kind of digest it, you know, and understand yeah. what it's saying. Uh, so, so, I mean, I know you're an avid reader, and readers are leaders. So uh, tell me, uh, what's the books you're reading this summer? Yeah, I've got a couple of books. I am uh, I just finished a great book that I'd recommend to our listeners, Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel, Winning the War in Your mm-hmm. Mind. Uh, great book. It was really the basis for the last uh, teaching series we just completed about yeah. Battleground. And then Clayton King just came out with a book called Reborn uh, that I'm almost finished with mm-hmm. that I really am enjoying. But, you know, thinking books, Pastor Jeff, obviously the book that we've devoted our life to and the book that we both uh, spend a lot of time reading is mm. the subject today, and that is what we call the Bible. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a it's a collection of books. <laughs> so it's, but it's one story, one story about the Savior of mankind, and uh, there's we'll talk a little more about that as we get into it. But tell me about that, Pastor Kevin. The Bible. So the the word. Why do we even call it the Bible? That's kind of and everybody refers to that, you know, this is the, the Bible for uh, our computer work. This is the Bible for whatever, you know, it's, and we use that as a, as a term of this is like the ultimate book, you know, this is where we go, you know, so why do we call it the Bible? Well, it actually comes from a Greek word, uh, biblios or biblion, and it, it literally means roll or book. Uh, you know, think about it. Ancient books were written upon, uh, uh, you know, a roll, a papyrus mm. reed, which came from yeah. a town in Lebanon. And so I think that's where we get that word Bible. But, mm. you know, that book is also sometimes people refer to it as the Old and New Testament. You know, the Bible right. is really yep. 
is two basic parts of it. The average person probably knows that. Yeah, yeah. And that word testament is, you know, Jesus even refers to that in, in the in the, the New Testament. He says, this is the new covenant of my mm-hmm. blood. So the word testament actually means covenant. You know, and, and the Old Testament, as you mentioned, the Old Testament uh, deals with the, the records of the, the calling and the history of the Jewish nation, and it actually points to Jesus, and, and as we see the New Testament come about, uh, that deals with the application of the redemption that Jesus brought. And so the New Testament actually looks back to Jesus. So Jesus is central in the Old and New Testaments. Yeah, somebody said once that Jesus is the theme of the entire Bible. He, hmm. Christ is the theme of every book of the Bible. But, you know, the, the most common way that early believers referred to what we call the Bible, they didn't refer to it as the Bible. They referred right. to it as the Scriptures. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we do that too sometimes, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do. We, we do. And, and, you know, the people in the New Testament time frame, when they were describing other parts of what is now the New Testament or the Old Testament, they would actually refer to it as the Scriptures. Hmm. Yeah, and you see even the apostles from time to time would quote, they would say the Scriptures say, and they're Hmm. quoting Old Testament, the Psalms, or they're quoting the, the prophets, Isaiah, or any of those, and they quote the Scriptures, which was the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, we refer to that book as the Word of God. Sometimes you'll hear, especially in church, people will say, you know, the Word of God says, or a pastor might say that. But Mm. when we just look at the basic facts about the Bible, though, Pastor Jeff, you had mentioned earlier it's actually a collection of 66 books. Right, yeah, 66 books. And as we mentioned before, just a few minutes ago, that it's divided into two sections, the Old Testament. Testament and the New Testament. There's 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament. And when you add that up, carry the one that's 66. (laughs) Well, you know, a way that will maybe help our listeners remember that is three times nine. That's how I remember it. Three times nine equals 27. So I remember three times nine, 39 books in the Old Testament equals Uh. 27. 27 books in the New Testament. So just an easy way to remember how many books are in each Testament is just think three times nine. Where was that in my high school Bible class when I was trying to remember how many books in the Old Testament, how many books in the New Testament? See, I think, Pastor Kevin, you got something with these uh, acrostics and little mnemonic devices to remember things Now, unfortunately, I do not have a mnemonic device to remember how many chapters are in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, There's really no trick here. You just got to remember it, Pastor Jeff. It's a bunch. (laughs) There's 929 chapters in the Old Testament and 260 Mm. in the New Testament. So a total of 1,189 chapters. The, The center chapter in the Bible is Psalm 118. And it's very interesting to me, a kind of an interesting fact. Do you know the middle verse in the Bible? Um, I mean, it's right here on my paper, but <laughs> I'm going to say no, Pastor Kevin. Tell us what the middle verse of the Bible, I think that's what you're fishing for. That's what I'm fishing for. It's actually Psalm 118 and verse 8. It's better to take refuge in the Lord 
than to trust in man. Mm. And it's interesting Amen. as well that the shortest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 117, and the longest chapter in the Bible is Psalm 119. 119 yeah, right. So again, 117, huh. the shortest chapter, 119, the longest chapter, the middle chapter is Psalm 118, and the middle verse, Psalm 118.8, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Hmm. That is so good. And, and I think we need to talk about, you know, how can we trust the Bible? You know, because there's so many people that wrote the Bible. We need to we need to dig into that a little bit. And we'll we'll do that as soon as we come back from this short break. Statistics tell us that kids today spend 40 minutes a week outside and 70 hours a week looking at screens of some type of electronic. Kids Outdoor Zone is looking to change that statistic. KOZ is for boys ages 8 to 18 is a one-time-per-month outdoor adventure with men from the church. Your son can join us at any of our Fincastle Baptist Church campuses on the fourth Saturday of each month. Each day of Kids Outdoor Zone, your child will learn an outdoor skill, meet kids with similar interests, and find time to read the Bible out in nature. Our next adventure will be Saturday, July 24th from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., and we hope to see your son there. To register, just go to fincastlebaptist.org forward slash events or check us out on Facebook by searching for FBCKOZ. Now, let's get back to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On The Way. I'm Pastor Jeff. I'm here with Pastor Kevin. And uh, we are discussing today one of the greatest books, probably the most popular book ever written, it has been produced and and reproduced in the most number of languages and has been the best-selling book of all time, and that is the Bible. We're discussing that today. Yeah, talk- year after year, right? year after year after year, the number one best-selling book is hands down always the Bible. Yeah, but you don't see that on the New York Times bestseller <laughs> list don't. for some I reason. I wonder why that's not I, the I don't name. know. Yeah. <laughs> is. But we just talked about the different names for the Bible. Uh, the, we call it the Bible. There's the Old and New Testament, uh, the Scriptures. The, they refer to that in the New Testament, referring back to the Old Testament Scriptures, and we call it Scriptures. And then there's the Word of God. But, Pastor, that, Kevin, that kind of... That kind of sounds a little mystical when you think word of God and yeah. and uh, we're trying to understand that is this is this Bible really something that we can trust you know there's there's so many debates on scripture is it to be taken literally is it to be taken figuratively or allegorically how do you interpret scripture and and that's a whole nother podcast a whole nother episode because that you, you can go to college and get a degree in that. Mm, yes. And so we don't have time for that. But, you know, let's just talk a little bit, Pastor Kevin, about how can we trust the Bible? How do we know that the Bible is what we call the Word of God? Yeah, and to use a theological term, it's really a question of inspiration mm. and inerrancy. Yeah. Um, and it comes from the biblical basis is... 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, where the Bible says, All Scripture is God-breathed. All Scriptures God-breathed, or a different translation might say, is inspired, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that people may be thoroughly equipped for mm. every good work. Mm. And yeah. so all 
as I learned a long time ago, all means all, and that's all all means. All. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, so we believe in what's called a plenary verbal inspiration of Scripture. Plenary, Ooh. meaning all verbal, the very words mm. of the Scripture that's a mouthful. are inspired. Yeah, that's say that five times quickly, right? No, Plenary I don't think verbal. I will. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you pick on me for having big words in my <laughs> master's degree, blah, blah, blah. But verbal plenary inspiration. You know, I, I, you said two words in there that I think uh, that we need to define for, for our listeners. You said we believe in the inspiration and the inerrancy of Scripture. Can you just kind of give us right. real quick a definition of inspiration in, and inerrancy? Yeah, inerrancy means that without error. That that's basically the the whole idea that it that it's that it's without error. Mm. And uh, so you in, mean you mean. And we believe this, that the Bible has no errors. It contains no errors whatsoever. Correct. That's what we believe. And it is inspired by God. And how that happened is a verse out of... Second uh, uh, Peter. Yeah, I believe it's yeah. Peter. You've got that one. Second Why don't you Peter, read that yeah. one? Second Peter. Uh, Peter tells us, you know, uh, that, that the prophetic word, the word of God, Scripture, can be trusted. And he says it's trusted because... Uh, in Second Peter chapter one verses twenty and twenty one, he says, "No prophecy of Scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along, or moved, or inspired mm, yes. by the Holy Spirit." And so, practically speaking, I, I think it might be helpful for our listeners just to give them some proofs. How yeah. can they know? Yeah. Uh, that the Bible is uh, the inspired, inerrant Word of God. How, mm. how can we trust it? I mean, a real yeah. question today is, can we trust the Bible? Right. And uh, we, we've kind of put together 10 proofs here that will maybe help us trust that the Bible is the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. And the first one is just very simply something that we as a church are called to do, and, and Christ illustrates this for us over and over and over again, is is the unity of Scripture. And we just talked about it. it's It's 66 different books. A bunch of different authors wrote these books, and, and they all agree. They all point to a single person. Yeah, I mean, Jesus we have Christ. unity in spite of about 40 different author, authors right. with 13 different occupations. Uh, they were writing over a time period of about 1,600 years. Mm. you writing in different places. Over 2,200 miles separated them. Different styles of writings, yeah, different, yeah. Uh, different audiences. But re- the Bible has one message. Even different languages. Even in different languages, yeah. yeah I was reading this morning in uh, the book of Daniel Mm. and Daniel the first couple of verses starts in Hebrew I was not reading it in Hebrew (laughs) just so you know and then there's a parenthetical note there from the translators that say Aramaic begins here in like verse four and so Daniel wrote in Hebrew and Aramaic and then the the New Testament was written in Greek and and yeah it was translated uh so in years. spite of all of that, uh, one of the proofs that we can hold on to uh, about the fact that the Bible is the Word of God is it's amazing unity mm. uh, because it's about Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And I think a second truth, uh, uh, maybe something else that we can maybe hold on to prove the Bible's the Word of God is the fact of its 
just indestructibility, Pastor Jeff. I mean, yeah. just think about, in spite of all the, man, the political and religious <laughs> and, and even philosophical persecution. Mm. I mean, think of the persecutions that the Bible's been through. Yeah, and even those times in history where we hear about people burning Bibles. Yes. You know, and like you said, it is year after year after year the number one selling book. So the indestructibility of Scripture, in spite of all of those things, is a proof that it's it's something special. It's not just a book. There's something, some power behind Scripture, and we believe, based on what Scripture says about itself, that that is the power of God that's behind the Scriptures that we have today. So it's indestructibility. Yeah, I think another another uh, thing, another proof, is um, its historical accuracy. I mean, it's it attests... Uh, to to all sorts of historical events, you know, and it's it's uh, leading historical scholars, and and it's have attested to the truth and the the factuality of scripture, and then it's also been you know are authenticated by archaeology. Yeah, I mean, time after time after time, even today, we see modern archaeologists discover something that the Bible pointed mm. to. Whether it be a coin that mm-hmm. was referenced, whether it be a, a the remains of a city or some other just uh, idea, right. we see over millennia. That's one of the reasons why we believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Where you take other so-called religious books mm-hmm. today, and I, I, I can go today, we can get on a plane and we can go to the Jordan River. Yeah. We can go to the Dead Sea. Yeah. You can go to the Sea of Galilee. We can go to Jerusalem, multiple places where yeah. you can actually go. Many so-called religious books today name cities and bodies of water that have never been discovered, mm-hmm. and we don't even know where they are. So yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons why we can prove that the Bible is the Word of God is because of its historical accuracy yeah and i love it i think it's it's funny that you know uh these archaeologists and then historians they'll dig up something and they'll go oh wait look the bible's true mm. <laughs> i'm like yeah. you know what guess what yeah. hand raised here i i knew that all along <laughs> exactly exactly and i think that leads into another kind of proof of the uh that the bible's the word of god that's a little controversial and that's the scientific accuracy yeah Yeah, some people would go well wait a second doesn't science contradict the bible or doesn't Mm. the bible and science kind of are on the on a collision course and actually it's just the opposite and Mm. maybe after the break pastor jeff we can really dive into some ways that we we know that science and the bible kind of are together they're not competing so we'll be right back after this short break Game on! This year's Vacation Bible School is on the way to Fincastle Baptist Church, and we want your child to join in on the fun. This year's video game-themed VBS will be packed with fun games, interactive stories, and biblical lessons that will keep your child talking about it long after it's over. Our Highlands Campus will be holding their video game-themed VBS on July 26th through the 30th, so save the date in your calendar and register today. To register, jump on over to a computer and go to fincastlebaptist.org forward slash VBS. Once you're there, you can look for the Highlands Campus button. 
And while you're registering, check out the original Game On video game starring our pastors and children's ministry leaders as playable characters. Share the game with your friends to see who can get the high score. We hope to see your kids at Game On VBS July 26th through the 30th at Fincastle Baptist Church Highlands Campus. Now, let's get back to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome back to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin. I'm here with Pastor Jeff, and we're talking about how can we know the Bible is the Word of God. Can I trust the Bible? And so far, we've looked at uh, several proofs that we know the Bible is the Word of God. It's amazing unity. It's indestructibility. It's historical accuracy. And then, Pastor Jeff, right before the break, we mentioned it's scientific accuracy. Yeah, we did. We did. And, and uh, you know, I'm reminded of a of a quote that uh, um, Albert Einstein said. Now, Albert mm. Einstein was a very religious man. Uh, and we don't know whether he was a Christian or not, but, right. but he was religious. And he said this. He said, science without religion is lame, meaning it has no legs. It can't walk. Or, and religion without science is blind. Wow. So it, it kind of makes you think if, if science and the Bible disagree, it's not the Bible that needs to change. It's, it's science because they, they do, they do complement one another. They do agree. Yeah, I mean, we see that even uh, in science, just the fact that the earth is round. You know, remember uh, years ago, people thought the earth was flat. Think of Columbus when he, you know, sailed the ocean blue in 1492, 92. right? <laughs> yes. And part of the reason why he did that, because he read Columbus, claimed to be a believer in Jesus. Yeah. And Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 22 talks about how God sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. And mm. Columbus read that and he thought, well, wait a second. Hmm. A circle is round. Um, you know, another scientific proof is just the fact that the the earth is suspended in space. I mean, mm. you know, back in Isaac Newton's day and all, they, they were questioning those things. The, the fact that the stars are innumerable, as Genesis 15 and Jeremiah 33 talks about. But, mm. you know, just a few years ago, uh, scientists had counted the number of the stars and said there were just over a thousand stars, and they were dogmatic about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we can see other a scientific... Thousand ideas that's interesting you know there are mountains and canyons in the sea you Mm -hmm. know a century ago uh you know science taught that you know the the sea bottom was completely flat you know and now obviously as technology's involved and we've been able to map the sea and and uh, you know scuba divers and and submarines and explore it uh, the fact that there's springs and fountains in the sea you know it Mm -hmm. really wasn't until after World War II, that underwater volcanoes were discovered. And really, I did not know that. Yeah, that's today, true. There are. You know? Yeah, um, you know another one that I think of is the fact that that all living things reproduce the same kind of living thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a, a chicken's not going to give birth to an alligator. Right, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, think the fact that, you know, there's just the, there's ocean currents in the sea. Uh, Psalm 8 and verse 8 talks about that. Mm. Uh, he, he he talked about, he, he was really a, uh, a, a Maori, uh, really, who uh, really, who's really the father of today's oceanographic and uh, responsible for the establishment of the Annapolis 
Academy. Uh, I mean, uh, there was a statue of him that was in Richmond. Uh, it was hmm. just recently actually removed. That's a whole nother controversial issue. Oh my goodness. Uh, but he, he just read that, and that led him to map the the ocean currents in the sea and huh. that modern shipping industries use that. So we see the scientific accuracy of facts concerning human blood. I uh, think of even our founding fathers believed that hmm. when they got a cold, they were to cut themselves yeah, and yeah. bloodletting or leeches to oh. suck the sickness out of them. And Thank goodness the, we don't believe that. Oh, anymore. man. And, <laughs> and all they had to do was read Leviticus 17.11 that talks about how, you know, that uh, uh, it, it kind of talks about some of these scientific ideas. So we see scientific accuracy. We see historical accuracy. We see instructability. We see unity and then maybe another proof of the bible pastor jeff is its prophetical accuracy oh yeah there's there's hundreds and hundreds of prophecies in scripture a lot of them dealing with jesus and and just the idea that that any of these could come true it, it, any of them, and much less the number of prophecies that Jesus has actually fulfilled. It's crazy. There's prophecies uh, that deal with Israel as a nation, mm. and and there's prophecies that deal with other Gentile nations. Um, <clears throat> they deal with even specific cities that, as you said, we can see today that are still in existence today, and sometimes even in Scripture it says, and it is until this day, right. and it really is true. Uh, there's some uh, prophecies that deal with particular individuals in Scripture, uh, and then we just mentioned the prophecies that uh, that deal with Jesus and how many of those have been fulfilled. There's just so many, so many. Right. I mean, it's a mathematical boggling number, mind-boggling mathematical number yeah. when you think of the likelihood of all of these prophecies concerning the Savior from uh, where he would be born to how he would be born to where he would die to how he would die, the resurrection and uh, and then, obviously, if we're going to prove that the Bible, how can I trust the Bible? One of the things I always tell people is every time you date a document, every time you sign a contract or if you write a check, I don't know if people do that anymore, but, you know, if you actually yeah, yeah. date a contract <laughs> or sign a check, you know, right. you point the world's calendar, most of the holidays in the world come from the, the Bible mm. and what yeah. Jesus did. So I think that kind of proves the accuracy of the Bible and that I can trust it. Mm. Yeah. You know, another another is that uh, it was very carefully copied. Mm. for and, and as many times as Scripture has been copied over the centuries and over the millennia, it is, it is still accurate and it is still inerrant without without error and that that's another proof but then also we've kind of mentioned it before is it's the the circulation of scripture how how much it's been around there's only one half of one percent of all books published have survived over seven years wow and 80 percent of all those books are forgotten in one year you know the book that you're reading right now craig rochelle's right. book likely in five years from now right no one will know about that book right but the bible is is incredibly the longevity of scripture is incredible it's been circulated so many times of 200 new books this year only one is going to remain in in 
seven years. Isn't that yeah. crazy? I mean, that, so that points to, I think, the proofs the Bible is the Word of God. What about it's just absolute honesty? I mean, mm. think about some of the bad things that God writes about some of his followers and some of the good things that God writes about some of his enemies. You know, yeah. we probably... Yeah. If the if the Bible was really man made and not God breathed, yeah. not inspired, we, we probably would maybe skip over those things. But perhaps maybe Pastor Jeff, as we kind of bring this discussion to a close, probably the biggest proof hmm. of the Word of God, the biggest proof the Bible is the Word of God, is its life transforming power. Think yes. the. Thinks what it's done in your life. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that that the Bible and the truths contained in it have absolutely transformed my life and yours as well. And we can point to hundreds of people that have been totally, absolutely transformed by the life-giving power of the Word of God. And so um, that's our hope for you today. As you're on the way somewhere. We want to make sure you're on the way to heaven. The good news is there is a way. The way can be found. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. I'm the life. I'm the truth. And no one gets to heaven but by me. Hey, if you uh, have a question about maybe our topic today, or maybe Pastor Jeff, they might even disagree with us. How can they contact us? Yeah, you can send us an email. We would love to hear from you either way. Uh, OTW for On The Way, OTW at fincastlebaptist.org. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening today, and uh, God bless you throughout the week. You've been listening to On The Way with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Jeff. Do you have a question for the pastors? Feel free to email them at otw at fincastlebaptist.org. To listen to more On The Way, just go to fincastlebaptist.org forward slash otw or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to us on 101.9 The River.